Welcome to episode 6 of our podcast series SCI Care What Really Matters bringing experts together virtually to share their experiences and insights with you. I'm your host Dr. Harvinder Chhabra, Chief of Spine Service and Medical Director Indian Spine and Disease Center and the president of ISCOS. In the part 2 of this episode we will discuss on challenges in providing comprehensive management of persons with spinal cord injuries. the last part we discuss the challenges the contributing factors and the factors which help overcoming them in asian spinal cord network and middle east north african spinal cord network regions today we will be discussing these issues in the latin american society of paraplegia or slap and african spinal cord injury network or african regions and for this discussions we have with us dr federico montero coordinator latin american society of paraplegia or slap ex medical director national rehabilitation center san jose costa rica and ms elma burger occupational therapist south africa chairperson of the african spinal cord injury network or aspkin Welcome Dr. Federico and Elma. Uh, let's start with the discussions. In the part 1 of the episode we discussed about the challenges in comprehensive SCI management in the ASCON and MENA region. Dr. Federico, are the challenges in SLAP region similar or any different? I think there are a lot of similarities. Of course there are there are differences basically based uh, from social cultural differences and uh, religious practices and things like that 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 can influence this situation but latin america is a, is a very large country and the problem also is that that there is a big gap between rich and poor and the caribbean is also a difficult area because there are more than 20 countries in the caribbean and most of them are small islands so communication and transportation there is 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 quite difficult there but yeah i mean there there is there is a lack of knowledge about spinal cord injury people amongst health uh, about spinal cord injuries among health professionals is obviously from general doctors but even specialists do not know much about spinal cord injuries a uh, lack of physical accessibility in many areas uh, some advances i think have been made in in latin america and the caribbean uh, thanks to the international legislation to the convention of the rights of people with disabilities but there is also uh, geographical difficulties there are limitations for treatment uh, proper infrastructure in 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 health services and no access for people with disabilities to some of the technology available uh, like for women for example to have uh, x-ray uh, to check for breast cancer and things like that uh, even for papanicolaou's there are referral and coordination problems after the emergency management and many many people are managed in a general services and and the coordination and referral to rehabilitation facilities are not easy Another issue in this region is also there is there are big differences between countries in relation to health services, uh, insurances. Uh, sometimes it's private, sometimes it's government uh, insurance. Sometimes pe- many people have not any type of insurance uh, for health services. 
there is no data collection on spinal cord injury in most of the countries, but efforts are being made on that. There are limited finances. Of course, also the, the access to assistive devices, equipment for, for bladder and bowel management. All these are, are things that I think are very similar. We are working in promoting a national and, and regional users networks that I think communication is not so difficult uh, through internet and others in, in Latin America. But in, in all these issues, I think we need to consider the, the aspects related to the big differences. I mean, that, that for some people, depending on their socio, socioeconomical status, can do better. But really, uh, poverty always is an issue that, that affects uh, many people in, in our region. This is for the moment I, I can... I can talk more about other issues, but, but in general, uh, I think for the situation of people with, with spinal cord injuries, the uh, situation is quite difficult. There is only a few countries that, that, that count on spinal cord injuries, but at least some of the countries have been able to develop a, a spinal cord injury uh, service or units in, in some cases, but very few countries. And some countries also do not offer uh, like inpatient rehabilitation, only outpatient services. And, and of course, this has a big impact on developing of complications. Human resources is also a problem and, and training of people in rehabilitation and spinal cord injuries specifically is quite limited. Uh, it seems like, like that this is not an appealing specialty for for many medical students to do this area to dedicate to rehabilitation but this is also an issue that has been improving universities don't teach anything about about rehabilitation with some few exceptions there are always few exceptions in the in latin america depending on the resources uh, and economical situation of the countries and the area where people live because in one country you can have a lot of services, and in, in the same country, there are other parts of the country where there is no services at all for people. Thank you, Federico. You have summarized very well the challenges uh, in various Latin American countries to comprehensive management of spinal cord injuries. Elma, are the challenges in comprehensive SCI management in the African region similar or any different to those in the SLAP, ASCON, and MENA regions? Um, I think I first of all just want to say that um, Africa, Africa is a big continent, so I hope I project the challenges fairly and that I think it's amazing how similar things are. And a remark was made that often the uh, person with spinal cord injury after discharge is a prisoner in its own home. And I think... Um, that summarize it so well, but I want to start off by saying, as in other countries, and as Dr. Montero mentioned, there's a big discrepancy between those that have access to private health care and those that have access to public health care. And it's not that the one that the public health care is necessarily poor, it's just the demand on the resources is terrible. So the services breaks down 
all along the continuum of care, from actually the evacuation site, the stabilization, the waiting in the in the casualty, waiting in for theaters, waiting for operations. I've seen in um, a country that people can wait three days for an operation that should have happened within an hour of the accident. And then by then, the person already has got a pressure sore. And then, of course, the uh, lack of all the staffing, as was mentioned, and the specific infrastructure, inpatient, specialized uh, spinal cord injury services, and then the outpatient services. What I do want to say is that then once you're outside, it is loads of challenges that can add to your uh, not being able to integrate in the society. Access to devices is not easy, although the clinical guidelines might say you should have a single catheter use. I think we use a catheter a month or something like that. I think as well, sadly, a wheelchair is often seen as a luxury, which is terrible. Often um, units don't even have wheelchairs to practice the transfers and stuff like that. Also, that I was amazed to uh, work out the other day that very few of the African countries has actually even got access to a dietitian. And for me, is you know, what you are, what you eat. And um, if that is missing, then it becomes uh, very, very challenging. And also, because it's a small disability in terms of numbers, it may not uh, receive the necessary attention at the university level. Although in therapy, people quite you know enjoy uh, treating spinal cord injuries. I also want to say another challenge that I will just add is the challenge of research. Research that can actually influence day-to-day decisions, like in Nigeria, they did research that showed that 90% of patients going to hospitals in Lagos uh, go in private cars, taxis, etc. Very few of this very practical research is available, or they did research something to do with the palm trees, and they planted a different type of palm trees or coconut trees, etc. You know, we, 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 the challenge is that we're not doing research for low-hanging fruits. Another challenge is that we don't spend money to save money. So, for example, if we perhaps discharge people and give them a very basic mat or mattress to sleep on, maybe it will be cheaper than all these uh, pressure sores. And then I think the other challenges is, like I said, just the integration into the health, uh, into the community services. Uh, thank you, Elma. If you would also want to describe if the various factors which contribute to the challenges of comprehensive management of persons with SCI and their inclusion within the community in the Afghan region are different from those in the Aspen and Mina region, and if yes, how? I think one of the major challenges that I've seen, and I don't know if it's similar or different in the other regions, but we have got competing health challenges. So it's very tough in the face of a HIV pandemic 
a TB pandemic to actually prioritize the money. So uh, at the moment, th- those two and even the mortality rate of uh, mothers at birth, those things seem to take a big chunk of the money. And you can understand where governments are coming from. They've got all these priorities that they need to juggle in the air. And where do we fit in? I think as well, you need to actually speak to the policymakers and in government services to make sure changes occur. But it seems too that once there is agreement to what can be done, there's changes in the health ministry and whatever. So it seems like we are forever st- uh, starting the advocacy for health services for spinal cord injuries over and over again, which which is difficult. I also think that another factor is that I, f- I feel is we do not have, like it seems in the um, high-income countries, we do not have very active disability organizations that can actually speak up and really influence the decision makers that can be at parliament and create a noise, etc. Because I feel in many ways they might be more listened to than the medical profession because, you know, they will get the, the TV and everything else where many of us work for government. So it's very tough to actually uh, fight the hand that feeds you in many ways. Then I think the other factors is that the other government departments are not playing their role. For example, housing. In many of the countries, if you want anything changed to make a house adaptable, it normally takes a therapist and a community to take cement and water and bricks and actually build a ramp. And, and that goes for education or transport or the people that do the pavements, etc. The issue of spinal cord integration is left to the health sector alone. And I don't think that is a good thing. Um, it needs to be comprehensive. And I think the other factor, I think it was mentioned before, again, the poverty levels. A lot of people with spinal cord injury worked as manual laborers before the injury or incident. So for them to return to any form of work is very difficult. And uh, vocational rehab is good enough, but if you've got employment rates um, in Africa from over 30 to 40%, it's incredibly tough for people to actually um, get water. I think we also, never mind the usual issues of inaccessible terrains that everybody talks about, is that people often need to be able to, they they don't have easy access to water and electricity. And that happens even in South Africa, that um, your water resource is, is the river down the road that you can't actually, even if the government is prepared to give you a power operator chair, you can't get it because you can't charge the battery. So those things make it very difficult. And I think the other factor that even if you look at what 
is happening at the roads in terms of road accident. I don't think there is enough appetite in government to actually look at prevention of spinal cord injuries. Thanks, Elma. Um, you have enumerated very well the factors which contribute to the challenges in comprehensive management of spinal cord injuries and their inclusion within the community in your or the AFSCIN region. Federico, are these factors any different in the SLAP region? Well, there are, there are again, uh, very similarities uh, between um, uh, our continents. However, I think there are uh, factors like um, lack of data in our region, I think influences the, the policy makers in not considering the issue not only of spinal cord injuries, but in many cases, disability issues. And this is something we need to work on. Uh, but also, all these related to, to research as well. There is a f very few research in relation to, to spinal cord injuries particularly. And that makes it difficult for the users or other organizations to really uh, fight for rights and for uh, implementation of the convention and other uh, legal uh, documents and tools. But also, at the same time, uh, poverty. I mentioned before that Latin America is a very an unequal continent. I mean, there, there are lots of rich people and very, very this gap between richness and poverty uh, is not only extremely evident in, day, in, day, in daily life, but also is related to housing, to jobs, to education, to access to health and, and rehab services. And that makes a big difference uh, to people with spinal cord injury when they have no access to technical aids in, in many occasions or uh, also to proper social uh, aspects to be integrated and included in, in societal activities. Population in Latin America is 650 million, and, and from those, about 50 million are in the Caribbean. And I also mentioned these difficulties in, in, in the Caribbean. The gap makes it very difficult because most of the poor people have, when they have access to, to services, they are services provided by government. And not in all the cases, those services are really comply with the needs of people with spinal cord injury. And obviously, if they don't have access to technical aids, to a good rehabilitation process and other issues related, their inclusion in society will be more difficult. Uh, on the other side is the, there are usually big families and priorities, of course, are not necessarily the disability for some of the families. And if the people get a disability or a spinal cord injury, they become even poorer. So this is this this has been a problem and it's going to be a, a, a bigger problem uh, right now. I mean, yesterday, the United Nations Secretary General was saying that that 40 million people in Latin America will will pass from the middle class to poverty. Uh, due to this pandemic, and and you know we all know the this link between poverty and disability, so this is a big consideration we need to take on on our work. The other issue is that 
is is the availability of 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 health services to to people with spinal cord injuries. Uh, I can mention few countries, maybe Brazil, Chile, Argentina, Uruguay, Costa Rica, that have some some resources and people with spinal cord injury can get what they need for inclusion in society. But once, in many cases, once they get back to their communities or, or their homes, because services are usually located in in the cities and, and people can manage well in when they are in hospital if there access to to in hospital services because not all countries uh, uh, have this in inpatient services so once they get back to their communities the situation becomes bad and we see a lot of people that come back to the rehabilitation hospital uh, services or hospitals with lots of complications we have no in many instances, a proper follow-up, so we don't know how many people are are getting uh, sick or even dying from those complications related. Um, I don't think prejudice towards disability is a big issue. This has been changing a lot and doesn't complicate the inclusion of people with disabilities and people with spinal cord injuries, but in general, there are a lot of similarities, uh, but also uh, differences between Latin America and, 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 and African region. Uh, thank you, Federico. Challenges may be gigantic, but so may be the ability of the people to rise up to the challenge and deliver. Uh, what are the main strengths of the society in your region, Dr. Federico, which help persons with spinal cord injury to overcome the challenge? Well, yeah, we we have we have some strengths. Um, uh, you know, we recently managed to do a, a survey, and in in eighteen countries in Latin America related to different aspects uh, on spinal injuries, and I will eventually send you more information and more detailed information about that. And we got replies sixteen countries. And, and the reality is that in, in, in many of these countries, people are managed in, in general hospital from the beginning. Well, some countries also have people dedicated exclusively to the management of spinal core injuries. Causes of spinal core injuries are basically the same, road traffic accidents and cancer and non-traumatic spinal, spinal injuries. But also, another strength that I can mention is that the rehabilitation professionals have managed to organize in Latin America since many years ago, even since the 1960s, 70s. There is a big organization called AMLAR, is is uh, the Latin American Medical Association of Rehabilitation. That, that's more or less the translation. And the AMLAR carries out regular meetings in in the region the other organization that i'm a member and i'm coordinating is the the this the latin american society of paraplegia and we have been able to carry out activities also during the amlar meetings that are uh, carried out every two years so and in some instances these meetings of the society 
are carried out in at the National Congress. So practically since its creation in 1995, uh, every year there's been a, a, a meeting of professionals um, meeting and discussing the, the, the issues about spinal injuries. There is a, a need to work more with the hands of organizations of people with spinal cord injuries. You know, there has been some difficulties in this type of relationship because of the uh, complaints of, of people not getting the right services and things. So professionals sometimes not very comfortable with those claims. But I think if we, we all work together, and that would be possible in Latin America, to complement the work of professionals and people uh, and users, that will probably give more strength to the people with spinal cord injuries. But other issue is that Latin America, we still keep a strong uh, family concept. I mean, there is a lot of family support and there is a lot of community support. It is amazing how much in the communities uh, neighbors and friends and everybody can come to their homes of, of people that have, have had a, a recent injury and provide some help and offer to help, even even bring food to, to people and things like that. So there is a lot of solidarity still in Latin America. Uh, I think the religious beliefs in sometimes also contribute to people to help each other. But we still, going back to challenges, we have strengths as well. The, the, some of these that I have mentioned, but we have also a lot of challenges. But fortunately, we are getting together. We are developing networks of people. We are develop, developing networks of users. And so I think now there is more awareness about spinal cord injury we recently created a network by WhatsApp of professionals. And in, in, in one day, the day we started, we had about already 60 people in that network from all countries in Latin America. So I think it, we need to work, of course, we need to make efforts, but, but there is a good response. And I'm, I'm happy I'm seeing good response from many professionals uh, that will help us to improve the situation of people with spinal cord injuries in our region. Thank you. Thanks, Federico. Uh, Elva, what are the strengths in the African region which helps persons rise up to the challenge posed by spinal cord injury and overcome the challenge? I think um, it has been mentioned, but I think the family support and the community support uh, is massive and that really helps. But I think the other things that I have realized in Africa, and I, it's possibly a strength and opportunities, that I was amazed after the first AFSCIN meeting to realize in some countries, the consumers of actually that somehow survived are the ones that are actually rehabilitating other consumers. And the peer supporters or consumers that we've managed to make contact with all over Africa, they are so motivated to take this forward because they are in 
you know, they are in that situation. And so one of the strengths of Africa, although the staff is not there, that is incredibly committed peer supporters. And I think if we just have more time, so much more can be done uh, to strengthen that services from the peer supporters. Uh, and also in some places, I think they can actually train the uh, therapists and the doctors because um, they they just don't know either, obviously to an extent. And I think the commitment of the peer supporters is just unbelievable and what they do with very little money. I think also then the other positive factor or opportunity is that it seems, I don't have the factual information, that many of the African countries have got a system of community health workers. And I think that is a current government system that I think one can tap in as well to, to improve services with actually very little money. We don't have to pay them because the governments are already paid. I know there might be problems as well because they only get like 70 days training, but at least they can pick up problems and refer on. And I think that is a system that can be quite sustainable. In Africa, I think people can think out of the box and they can actually... Um, come up with different plans and look at other ways of doing things. And I think we will have to keep keep on doing that. Then I think is the other strength is that we have now a network where we can learn from other, others and can influence uh, others and tell tips, you know, like um, there was a nurse from northern Nigeria and one of the Afskin that was talking about what she's doing on pressure sores. And it was just amazing to learn with that. Another factor, positive factor for Afskin is that we can actually learn from the other networks like ASCON and SLAP and MENA. I think that is another factor that can make things influences things. The last thing that I want to say is in the last few years, issues around internet access and connectivity has really improved in Africa and it opens up a whole new uh, way of trying to support services. It is still nothing in comparison to countries like India or Europe, but at least it's getting better. Uh, Thank you, Elma. Thank you for joining us once again for an episode on SCI Care, What Really Matters. Over the last two parts, we have covered the challenges in comprehensive management of SCI, the contributing factors, and the strengths of the society which help in overcoming the challenges in ASCON, MENA, SLAP, and AFSCIN regions. There was a consensus that despite advancements in comprehensive SCI management, there are numerous challenges which negatively influence the outcome of spinal cord injuries in these regions and make persons with spinal cord injury so-called prisoners within their own home. There is also a consensus that most of these challenges are more or less common across the regions. The challenges are there in all components of SCI management. However, pre-hospital care, psychosocial, sexual, and vocational rehabilitation, 
pre-discharge planning, home care services, community inclusion, and follow-up are amongst the more neglected components which hinder the achievement of optimal outcomes. Inadequate infrastructure, inavailability of all disciplines and modalities of rehabilitation, inavailability of appropriate assistive devices, difficulties in access, lack of data, lack of awareness amongst all stakeholders, and financial barriers are the main factors contributing to the challenge. However, strong family, peer, community, spouse, and healthcare professional support, a positive attitude of persons with spinal cord injury, innovativeness, that is thinking out of the box, and availability of cheap and abundant manpower are the main strengths which help to overcome the above challenges. I would like to thank Dr. Federico Montero and Elma Berger for joining us today. I have enjoyed the discussions and I'm sure listeners will enjoy them too. We will also be exploring this topic further in a workshop at the ISCOS virtual conference this year. The workshop is titled Spinal Unit to Spinal Services Challenges in Providing Comprehensive Management of Persons with Spinal Cord Injury. We hope to see you this September. Thank you.